This is the Electronics Addicts Engineering Podcast, recorded March 1st, 2019, Episode 0A, An Introduction. Hey, I'm Cam from Cam's Electronics. I'm an undergrad student studying electrical engineering at George Southern University, and this is... Uh, hi, I'm Conrad. I'm um, studying el- electronical engineering too. I live in Germany, and... Um, yeah, we both are um, uh, electronic hobbyists as well. We, um, yeah, would like, uh, uh, I don't know. Okay. We're, we're just going to talk about electronics uh, in this podcast. Um, I've, I'm, uh, so I'm 18, soon to be 19. I've been doing, I've been working with electronics since about my second year in high school. Uh, when I got introduced to uh, a site called Instructables, um, I found there was a lot of uh, uh, projects on there where which I got really interested in, and I think uh, it just took off from there. Well, um, for me it was um, yeah basically the same. I uh, was always interested in uh, different um, engineering topics. Um, uh, however, I did not uh, got into via some site like um, Instructables. I uh, just by uh, random chance talked to a guy who was doing things with Arduino and um, similar things. So I thought it would um, would be really nice to get into it. And um, after some uh, yeah digging in and messing up components, um, fun things. Uh, Alright. Yeah, so uh I know you've you, you, you have a lot of um experience, right, with electronics. Uh especially Yeah, it depends like how you see it. So Uh so um, Oh go ahead. Yeah, sorry, go on. Oh, uh I know you've you said you worked for uh, a couple of companies, right? Uh, yeah, I, well, I, um, as a student, I was working for a smaller company and um, I um, made uh, prototype uh, PCBs, um, like uh, putting components into uh, it and soldering them. Um, before that, I uh, worked three years um, uh, where I I did an apprenticeship, it's called in English, I think. Um, so I was oh, uh, getting... Oh, apprenticeship. Apprentice, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, work qualification in some sense uh, for an uh, SN mechanic, a plant mechanic. So um, it was mostly, um, well, uh, metal work like welding and um, constructing things out of uh, metal. Um, uh, it was in the field of um, food processing, and um, yeah, now I'm studying electrical engineering, and uh, I am currently at the end of my uh, bachelor's course, and uh, yeah, um, okay. currently. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, you said. Uh, I think uh, you mentioned a while ago you were in. Uh... Uh, I think you're doing microelectronics too, right? Yeah, um, in all, um, 
our university. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how it goes in the United States, but um, here you have three semester of basic courses, mm -hmm. and after that, three semester of advanced courses. And um, I decided to go into the field of microelectronics, and um, yeah, it's almost uh, done now. I'm in the last semester and um, have to care about my bachelor thesis in the next few months. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty interesting. Uh, actually, I've always wanted to, to uh, get into the field of microelectronics as well. Uh, I, I know there's a couple of uh, universities in Georgia and, of course, in the United States that are doing a lot of research in electronics or uh, microelectronics, uh, like silicon. Um, was it silicon wafers, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, things like. Hmm? Uh, you can build um, components out of uh, a lot of other materials too, but silicon is very common. Really? Okay. Yeah, I knew I knew about silicon. I didn't know anything else. Uh, yeah, there are materials which allow much more, uh, much faster uh, speeds. Or um... would that include? Uh, is it carbon nanotubes? I've heard about that, but I'm not entirely sure what those are. Um, that's actually a pretty um, interesting topic right now because um, I'm not entirely sure if it's if it has been done already, but. Um, People are working on graphene uh, transistors, um, which is uh, on carbon basis, and um, it would allow for very high switching speeds because um, it has some special material characteristics. So um, uh, that would be indeed maybe some future candidate for even faster uh, transistor materials. I see. Yeah. I've... Yeah. Yeah. I, uh... I'd like looked I when I was in uh high school actually I was trying to do some research on some of the professors from the universities I wanted to attend and a couple of them were doing research on carbon nanotubes and uh I I at the time I had no idea what they were I still I don't but uh <laughs> I thought that was a, an interesting thing um yeah yeah so uh what what type of projects have you worked on? Uh, projects? Yeah. Um, a lot of different stuff. I um, uh, I usually um, have something that interests me at some point in time, and I would like to go deeper into, and then um, yeah, spend some time um, setting up the project and. Uh, um, sometimes even fin <laughs> even finishing it because. Uh. I'm that type of person which starts a dozen projects and <laughs> um, has a hard time finishing one uh, to the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can relate, but um, I, I know mean, other people. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I no. I have like three projects I'm working on. I haven't even started like I, I mean I haven't even started to uh, finish the schematic for a couple of them. So. Oh okay. Yeah, um, one thing I did last semester was um, building a gamma spectroscope. Um, that's uh, well, not such a common device. It's used to um, generate a spectrum um, from very high energy photons, which um, are in the 
uh, the energy levels from 15 kilo electron volts to about one or two mega electron volts. So it's la you you could imagine it like a, a spectroscope for light, which um, splits up white light to the whole um, spectrum, and then you can see the um, constellation of it, how much red, how much red light or blue light is into um, the white light previously. And um, the only difference is that the energy is shifted very, very high to the um, yeah, X-ray and gamma-ray spectrum. And this enables to do some um, yeah, material science and uh, um, it identify isotopes and stuff like this. Mm -hmm. And it's, it was actually um, a project I finished completely. I even uh, 3D printed a casing for it. Oh, wow. That's, that's pretty um, cool. Yeah, it's still um, somewhat prototypey, but I'm glad I could uh, manage it to make it uh, a complete thing, so I don't have to worry about, um, yeah, uh, like finishing it or adding something else, you know. Yeah, fixing bugs yeah. and um, similar stuff. That's uh, that's pretty cool. Um... I mean, it's way beyond the, the things I've worked on. Uh, most of what I do is uh, small 3D printing projects. Uh, <clears throat> I know the the first project I ever worked on, which is what technically got me into electronics, is it was a PIC, you know, the PIC microcontrollers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it was, on microchip, mm -hmm. right? yeah. Yeah. It was a PIC-based LED uh, chaser game. Um, it oh, was, this. Sounds fun. Yeah, it was a. I think it was a PIC 16F 22 or 28A or something like that. I think. Um, anyways, yeah, I I saw that. I thought that was really interesting. So I, it 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 was actually really involving because I had to. First of all, I had to order the components. Most of the components, I had no idea what they were. Like the only <laughs> thing, the only thing I I uh, recognized was the light bulb, which was, of course, the LED. Um, yeah. Also, the project um, there wasn't any, there weren't any like Gerber files, so I couldn't like get the schematic itself. Um, I'd have to, I had to, uh, you know, the copper toner etch method. Oh yeah, yeah. You put them. Yeah, that was uh, with the iron onto it. Yes, hot. that yeah. was a terrible experience, but uh, <laughs> I never. <laughs> it was a, uh, it was very difficult. Um, I never till this day I haven't even finished that project. Um, I, oh. yeah, I do have, like, three or four, like, separate attempts at making the PCB a couple, I think one, one, uh, one succeeded, but even then it was, like, I think there was, like, an issue with one of the LEDs that the creator made, uh, he was using oh. this, uh, I think it was, a it was an RGB LED, and I think the, like, the pin configuration for each LED was very, like, it was different than the usual I know yeah. it's like I think it's like R ground GB right or something uh, there there are different configurations yes or common anode and common cathode configurations so right it was I think it was their their the pins for their lights were were mixed up or something so it wouldn't actually fit yeah. in the uh thing but um yeah I I'm sure like maybe over the summer or something I'll get back onto that project. Uh, I may actually have to redo the schematic and uh, make the PCB myself.
Have you um, thought about um, getting the PCB done for you? Because that yeah. is in. Um, yeah, that's yeah. why. That's what I mean. I'll 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 read the oh, okay. I'll read what he did. I'll make a new schematic and uh, either I think PCB way is one of the more common uh, PCB manufacturers. Yeah, I've um, heard from JLC PCB too, but I've not used them. What I've used uh, so far was uh, Seed Studio, or I think they call it Fusion PCB, which has worked out so far pretty good. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, there are a lot of um, a lot of services. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, but I think that's Hmm? Uh, that's um, the uh, cool part about the project because you, um, uh, after you uh, try to get uh, deep into the um, topic, uh, you always discover some things which are hard to solve with you, uh, which you have not uh, thought about. So it's um, right. always a, a nice learning experience. Mm -hmm. So. Uh... So we've, uh, I might as well mention a couple of my finished projects, because... Yeah, sure. Uh, so, I guess, uh, a couple of other things I've done. I have made, I'm, I'm what's called a console portabilizer, so I'll take, um, original consoles, like, you know, the old Nintendos, and stuff like that. Uh, I'll take those apart, and... Yeah rewire them, get uh, a couple 18650s and wire them to a voltage regulator to uh, and power them off of the batteries. Um, <clears throat> I've made two NES portables. What I did was oh, nice. I, yeah, I took the uh, I, they, have, they sell like clone systems now. They're called uh, it's, they're like uh, NES on a chip or something. It's just like a chip covered in epoxy and it's uh, connected to the uh, it's it it's basically just an emulator, but it's not really an emulator if you know what I mean. It will read. Yeah, the, it has. It reads the uh, NES cartridge and it displays it. You know. Oh, okay, but it's not um, a it's, thing that has all the games programmed into it. Yeah. Because I think that's also something. Yeah, those uh, those are those they have those Chinese uh, things. They're they're not they're definitely not as good as the uh, the clones now. The clones are just like the. It's like an NES, but without the, uh... It, I mean, it's basically just an NES. Uh, chip. <laughs> uh, yeah, NES on, NES on a chip. It's not the original yeah. manufactured parts. But, yeah, right. Yeah. And, no, I think that's great, especially if you have the cartridges. Um, yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. um, I think, actually, the most recent... I think this was the most recent project I'd worked on was... Uh, I made an... an and you know the N sixty the Nintendo sixty four. Uh I made oh, a right. Nintendo sixty four portable. It's really more of a it's more of something I'd like stick in my backpack rather than carry in my pocket because it's like twelve inches long. <laughs> oh. And it's uh, it's pretty large. Uh that's actually I'm yeah. I'm working on a second one now. Uh yeah, it's it's very very large. Um uh, let's see. I've also I've worked. Uh, you know the uh, Slayer Exciter. Have you heard of that? Uh, no. Uh, it's basically how, how is it called? Uh, it's called a Slayer Exciter. It's basically a. Uh, oh. It's basically a uh, a Tesla coil. Ah, 
Oh, oh yes, sure, of course. I thought uh, we were talking. Uh, you um, uh, you mentioned a console, but no, uh, sure. It's like oh, um, interrupting the current float through a coil to transform it up, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was one of my. Uh, that was a project I worked on in high school, actually. Um, it, I used it to uh, light up a fluorescent light bulb, right? Uh, Okay, yeah. It was a that was a pretty cool project. Um, what else? Uh, I've worked with a couple of uh, ICs like the 555 um, LM386 uh, audio amplifier. Uh, I've used the 555, I think, the most, uh, or I guess uh, equally as much. Because the LM386 okay. I used in some of my portables and the 555 were on like smaller projects like um, LED chasers and uh, actually I made a microphone, uh, an mm -hmm. AM transmitter using a 555. Yep. Yeah, sounds... Uh... Like a lot of cool stuff coming around. Yeah, I mean, there's small stuff. Uh, definitely nothing compared to the things you do. Um. Well, <laughs> I usually, um, I mean, um, the Scamma Spectroscope was a project I worked um, over a year on, and um, it was uh, really a big project. I usually do smaller stuff too. Um, a project I started by have not but have not finished it yet uh -huh. is um i wanted always to make a laser pointer out of a helium neon laser tube mm -hmm. um i don't know if uh, you're familiar with them i it's i i have, I have no idea actually uh, so a helium neon laser were the first um continuous um lasers um they are pretty old inefficient and big <laughs> but yeah. they look pretty cool because um when you have the tube exposed, you can see the uh, discharge, and um, they also have actually some uh, good beam characteristics. Mm -hmm. So I always wanted to um, get the smallest uh, helium neon laser tube I could possibly get and um, build a little laser point out of it. So um, so far I got a tube which which is somewhat small. It's a little bit bigger than an. Uh, 1860 uh, 650 cell um, but it also needs some uh, circuitry to um, uh, be driven because I think it ignites at about 4 or 5 um, kilovolts and then uh, needs a kilovolt or about something like this uh, to um, yeah, stay operating but um, yeah, this is just. Uh, um, I I mean, it's laser tube I got out of um, laser I uh, scored off eBay, and yeah. then added uh, a fluorescent tube driver, um, and a step up converter, uh, first to convert the battery voltage up to twelve volt, and then to convert the bit uh, the twelve volt uh, from the. Um, step up converter up to a thousand or uh, to the voltage the tube needs to oh, wow. ignite with the cathode, um, cold cathode driver I think they are called mm -hmm. so that... um, 
A thousand volts yeah. DC or? Uh, yes, yeah, somewhat. Uh, no, it's um, DC. DC, okay. Yeah, I think the first, um, the first helium neon laser, were um, uh, driven by uh, RF energy, but I'm not entirely sure. Mm -hmm. yeah, but uh, today's, oh, well, the past <laughs> lasers, um, helium neon lasers, were always um, usually driven DC. That's, uh, that's really interesting. Uh... Yeah, but the project that keeps laying around and I'm not um, <laughs> at the point where I would design a casing and mm -hmm. some proper uh, mounting for the tube. So right. it will take a while <laughs> until I have some time. How long are we going already? Oh, uh, we're at 20 minutes, 21 minutes actually. Okay. That's pretty good. Um, what else? Do you so? Do you have uh? What 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 do you use usually? Like uh, what what tools do you use? I mean uh, not like, of course you use like a soldering iron and stuff like. But like what uh, I guess what brands uh. I guess. Um. So, my uh yeah, my soldering iron is a old one I once got pretty cheaply. I'm in fact thinking about getting a new one because the temperature regulation is really bad. Oh yeah yeah. And I I feel like I need an um uh, how are these things called? Uh a smoke uh a fume fume uh, what's fume it extractor. Yeah right. fume extractor. Yeah. So I'm uh Currently, a little bit looking out for new one, mm -hmm. but it's still working. It's just not so nice. Right. So let's see. Yeah. Otherwise, for um, PCB design, I like um, KiCad or KiCad. Mm -hmm. um, so, and uh, yeah. Yeah. I I like I know like I I have no idea how to pronounce that. Uh, I think it was like a huge debate over the difference between the names Kai and Ki. Um, yeah, there's uh, a guy who makes videos about Ki or Kai Cat and um, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone knows what's um, meant, so I think it's fine. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and otherwise, um, well, I use the vendors tools, uh, for example, for FPGAs, I usually use Xilinx. Um, I just, uh, I once wanted to try out Lettuce, but um, it never got so far. And uh, Atmel Studio for um, AVR programming. Mm -hmm. But um, it's a little bit, uh, uh, yeah, some time passed by since I used it the last time. Okay. It's pretty cool. see for I guess for me uh, I have a I think uh, I think it was last summer or last uh, I think it was 
probably my junior year of high school, I went crazy and I bought everything electronic that I could. Oh, um, okay. I bought, I think it was, uh, I think it was like a $50 bench PSU. Um, it went from 0 to 18 volts, uh, up to 3.5 amps, I believe. Um, I also got a Heiko soldering iron. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought they are pretty good. Yeah, they're, I, I, I love my, my soldering iron to death. Uh, Okay. My uh, actually the, the first soldering iron I got was one of those cheap ones. Uh, I think it was from Radio Shack. Oh yeah. It was with the little variable like uh, was it, was it a potentiometer? I'm not sure how those work. Uh, I variable think resistor. some some do. Um, I mean, you could also have a rotary encoder, but if it stops at some positions, then it most likely is uh, a point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. I think. I pro probably. Um, yeah. Um, I got one of those. Those are the first one I got. I also had one of those like cheap five dollar multimeters you can get from, uh, like Walmart yeah. or China or wherever you know. No. But uh, yeah. I went like full out. I got a. Uh, I think it was a sixty dollar. I can't remember the brand, but I know it was. You know. Um. What's his name? Uh, the crazy Aussie guy? No, 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 no. Okay, no, not that guy. <laughs> you know the uh, uh, he's a YouTuber that does like a lot of electronics projects. He's from I think he's from Germany. He's uh, Great Scott. Yeah, Great Scott. Um, yeah. Great Scott. I he I got the uh, multimeter that he used. Oh, the Gossen Metro what? Uh, no, it was I. I don't think so. I, he got. I know he changed it. He changed uh, the multimeter. It was like, it was an old oh. one. It was a. Uh, I can't remember. It was anyways. Oh, UTT something. UT. Uh, let me try looking it up. It was the UTT UNIT UT sixty one E. That's what it was. Uh, I was like. Sixty fifty dollars around the time that I bought it, and uh, it lasted me up till last year. Uh, until like the uh, resistor, the for some reason the resistance feature wasn't working. I was getting oh. crazy values, uh, so I had to get a new one, a cheaper one though. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um. I I also got a. Uh, uh, I got a one of those visors, you know, with the magnifying glasses. Oh, uh, okay. Just because I thought it looked cool, like you use it when you're soldering, right? Uh, um, it's like these usually for uh, clips. Clips. Um, I'm not exactly sure what you oh, mean. It's uh, the thing you put on top of your head, and it's like a mag has like a ah, magnifying oh, glass. Oh, on okay, it. yeah, sure, yeah. sure. Sorry, I was thinking about um these uh, things which have two crocodile clips and a magnifying glass. Oh, the helping hands. Yeah, right. Yeah, I I got one of those too, and then a a PCB yeah. uh, holder. Yeah. It was like this. You could like hold large PCBs, and you'd like solder while you while it held it for you. Um, so I got one of those. Um. Man, so you're completely ready to go, right? Uh, oh, the <laughs> the only thing I'm I'm missing is a function generator and uh, a oscilloscope. 
So. Yeah. I feel like a scope is a little bit a little bit more useful than a function generator. Right, right. I mean, but it really depends on the project. So. Mm -hmm. yeah. I know. Um. What is it? Uh. I actually at one I did have the uh, at at one point I had enough money to buy an oscilloscope. Uh. It was between an oscilloscope and a three D printer, and. Oh I, okay. I took the three D printer. It's uh, a very useful tool, also. So. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. I've done a lot of projects with using my 3D printer, um, yeah. and I actually I've made a lot of money with my 3D printer too. So, just uh, printing for people, for like friends and stuff like that. Oh, oh, great! Yeah, yeah. yeah I always um, avoid this because um, I not always avoid this, but I sometimes try to avoid this because. Um, I've got uh, the 3D printer uh, printer really cheap from eBay and it's um, it's working, but it's making a lot of problems too. So uh, yeah. a lot of debugging involved usually. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of some 3D printers. Uh, usually, uh, when you get a 3D printer, you're you're uh, going to have to make some changes. Either right. cha yeah, changing like the uh, I think it's what is it the motherboard? Not the motherboard, but the uh, oh. Uh, there are, yeah. I have not changed the electronics, but I oh, think okay. um, the stepper driver maybe mm -hmm. or yeah yeah things like that. Be... The control board okay. at least I know some people uh, change the control board in their three D printers. Um, yeah, in order to get another firmware or support for another software maybe. Yeah, yeah, uh, like yeah. I I think I I've made a couple modifications to my three D printer. I had to add this uh, MOSFET. To the uh, to the controller board because apparently the printer brand that I I, I have a uh, was it a maker uh, what's it called uh, Monoprice Maker Select uh, V2 and um, apparently the MOS uh, when you get the heat bed uh, to a certain uh, temperature the it like burns the the controller board or something so oh. at, at least that's what a lot of people have been. That's what a lot of people have reported. So there's like a popular MOSFET that you can buy either from AliExpress or Amazon or something. It's like five bucks, and you just uh, put it in in between, and it will uh, regulate the uh, the current. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so far, I have only changed mechanical things. So I printed some um, uh, some improvements. But um, I have not used it a long time actually, so. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, I I mean I I haven't used it mine in in a while either. Actually, I guess uh, the last time I used it was over the winter break. Uh, I I tried to beg my parents to let me bring my printer to college, but uh, that did not work out. <clears throat> Okay, um, yeah. so it's uh, is it um, uh, about a college you uh, live there? You have uh, a flat or yeah? Uh, I live I live on, on campus. I have a dorm room. Oh, oh, great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my my I mean my I live like my parents live like three hours away. So. Oh. Yeah. That's. 
that's quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I um always driving about twenty or thirty minutes to uni, so it's um not uh, that nice as living on campus but have there uh, any any apartments. I see. So yeah. <clears throat> But I think um, talking about uh, studying would be in general a nice idea uh, for future episodes, maybe. Yeah, sure. Um, I guess we can cut it off here then. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Right. See ya. Well, okay, bye.